Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards Jamie and Brienne, our two favorite characters, by the way. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen posts on Tumblr, the Lady of Tarth on Twitter, joined with Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I'm at the Chikrin on Twitter. Guile. Hi, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast. And Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. Excellent. Welcome all. Um, we are doing our read of A Game of Thrones with Eddard 4 for this episode. And just a warning to everybody, we spoil everything. Um, so we start with this chapter with Eddard. Uh, he's just pulling into King's Landing and he's hella tired. He's wanting nothing more than just to eat and go to bed. But then he learns that he's been summoned to a small council meeting, his first small council meeting. It's kind of like <laughs> when you go on like a business conference and you get the agenda and it's like the first thing's at 7 a.m. and you kind of like... <laughs> Or there's like yeah. the welcome happy hour, like at 4 p.m. the night before everything starts, and you're just like, oh, right. gross, right? <laughs> <laughs> Feel you, Ned. Let's see. The council room is described um, quite lavishly with items from all over, uh, decorating it mostly from Essos. Um, he meets Pycelle, Varys, Littlefinger, Renly, and they. They, there's kind of like a bit of banter. You kind of get a little taste of what the small council is like. It's kind of very like almost mean girlish with the way they banter with each other. Um, see items that they discuss a little bit about Brandon, um, the scars that Brandon left him. Um, this would be Ned's brother. Well, and we get that. And then we have like I'm sure Catelyn's told me about, and because Littlefinger thinks that he like he thinks he had sex with her at this point, still, right? Yes. Oh, so he's so gross. You had sex with someone? Like how? <laughs> well, doesn't wait. Can we also talk about uh, how Ned describes Renly and how he looks like a young Robert? Because it's so <laughs> like freakishly like Robert, like he yeah had a shake. Only better dressed. <laughs> well, it's in, you know, I have this, this illustrated version, which by the way, I don't know if you guys have heard there's the illustrated version of a storm of swords is coming out um, at the start of November. Oh, so cool. um, this, the illustrated Get version those. of this, this chapter is it's um, Pycel, Varys and um, Littlefinger like standing together. And it's just like, um, you know, Pycelle looks exactly like you expect him with the long beard. Varys looks a lot like Conleth Hill, but Littlefinger, it's like uh, he looks like, I, I don't even, I don't even know how to no fucking clue. describe it. Weasley. He looks like a villainous like a fox is what he looks like. Oh. He kind of looks like, if you remember the Bugs Bunny not Bugs Bunny, the animated version of Robin Hood and how kind of the foxes were there. Like, he kind of looks like that a little bit. I mean, I'm not a fox, but if I was. (laughs) 
he looks yeah, like an this evil picture fox. Makes me hate all three of them even more. Yeah. You have it too, Devin? Yeah, I have it too. And Littlefinger has a sword for some reason. Yeah, yeah like I kept looking. I was like, is that Renly? And then I had the... That's what I thought too. Yeah, because it was like it didn't seem... Like I wouldn't have expected Littlefinger to have a sword like that. So it was kind of surprising. But then once you read, to Jiggy's point, the, you know, the description of Runley again, it's like, well, that can't be Runley. Yeah. Hmm. So we've been led a, a bit astray, and Littlefinger's actually not so bad looking. I, I mean, kind of. I, it's but in a gross way. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised Ned wouldn't have thought about that. <laughs> Ned totally would have thought about that, though. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Catelyn wouldn't have, but Lysa definitely would. That's what he looks like. <laughs> ah, it's all coming together. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Pycelle wants to start the meeting, and Ned asks if they should wait for the king, and, you know, they all kind of chuckle at that, and, you know, the matters that they, they deal with are far too boring for King Robert. Renly presents them with a scroll from the king in which he commands that they plan a tournament in honor of their new hand, Ned who is absolutely astonished at the cost and also astonished at how blasé the whole council seems to be about this accumulated debt. Yeah. Like millions, millions. Don't you just wonder how Ned hasn't even heard rumors that the finances are this bad? I mean, it seems like the kind of thing that would be like gossip among like the, you know, higher level Lords of the realm, you would think. Yeah, like there's a group email that Ned is not on, basically, or he's been ignoring <laughs> for years or something. <laughs> I think ignoring. Too far from everything. He's he is, a, that's true. He is far removed. He's been out of the crown debt group chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's just like, you know, Catelyn's a Tully. I mean, like, you know, I'm sure they're in touch with other, you know, high lords. You just think you would hear stuff like this. It's, I mean, I get it. You got to do your exposition however you got to do your exposition but it kind of boggles the mind a little bit that he wouldn't have at least heard the rumors yeah well and the people that are benefiting are those that are the ones holding the debt too right because it gives them power and leverage on things right it's you've got the land clearly the tyrells the iron bank tyroshi trading cartels and high faith even the high faith yeah Hmm. Yeah, it's a bad sign when you can borrow from the church, you know, like, ooh. Yeah. Mess with them. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, yes. They're maxing out all their cards. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, good point. You know what else it made me wonder is what the fuck was Cersei's dowry? I mean, like, is it gone? What what is it? What was it? What was it supposed to be? (laughs) A good question. You'd, You'd think, think she should have come with a lot of money. I'll be really frank with you. Where did yeah. it go? Maybe she spent it, it all. You know, <laughs> we don't really hear about dowries in Westeros, though, do we? I mean, I think we assume it, but. Yeah, we do. Because, like, that's why Roos takes Fat Walda. Oh, that's true. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Right. Right. The the weight and yeah, her, her weight uh-huh. and silver. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, what, what did he get for Cersei? Like. I mean, it's the land. This is my thing. Like either a live, like a live lion or gold, right? Like that's what they have. <laughs> Maybe. Well, like they they said they're like six million crowns in debt, or sorry, six million in debt, 
three of that is to the Lannisters alone, right? Yeah. So I'm going to be like, hey, like, it was the first million was free. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cersei's like a buy one, get one. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. essentially. <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> Although, actually, it's more like Jamie's a buy huh? one, get one. <laughs> I couldn't help but thinking they should just sell some of this kitschy shit they've got in this room. Right? <laughs> the yeah. way it was described, like the items everywhere, it just, I don't know if you guys ever remembered that documentary with Michael Jackson and he like goes shopping in Las Vegas and he's like buying golden sarcophaguses. And well, do you remember <laughs> the very, like the old version of Wheel of Fortune where they would have to buy stuff out of the rooms instead of getting cash? Yeah. Like it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> like there's the. Dal- what was it? The Dalmatian statue, the ceramic Dalmatian that everyone had to buy when it was there. <laughs> yeah, sell some of this yeah. stuff. Let's <laughs> see. Anyway, Ned says that he'll talk to Robert about the tournament and that it's just simply an expense that they can't afford. And Renly is like, that's fine. We'll, we'll go ahead and plan anyway. Well, I mean, none of these people <clears throat> so- have any interest in, like, they're all super willing to undermine Robert, you know, like Robert might not even know he's in debt, to be honest, like Littlefinger's not going to be open about it. I mean, they could all, be, I mean, it well, sounds like, they, sounds like running. John Aaron tried, so no, I'm sure he point. knows. I forget about John Aaron because he is utterly. I love the dynamic, how it's Renly who's able to just flat out say, yeah, Robert's not going to show up. He never shows up. <laughs> Robert's not going to care. He's going to want us to do this no matter what you think or how much money it costs. I well, mean, maybe because, I mean, Renly is Renly at this point, And actually at no point is Renly actually working against Ned. Like Ned, Renly actually is pretty much on Ned's side this whole time. And, you know, invites Ned into his conspiracies eventually. And if if Ned would have taken Renly's advice at the end, he, you know, would have lived. So, like, Renly actually is kind of the good guy at this point, which is weird because he's totally also presented as kind of the good guy. So it's kind of weird that he, in, from Ned's perspective, is that person. I mean, you can tell that this is in Renly's self-interest, too. I mean, he's definitely a member of the royal family, and he definitely, at this point, probably already has designs on the throne. I mean, you know. Well, but, I mean, did he? It's not something he comes up with later. his scheme with Marjorie didn't put him on the throne. It, you know, just gave him, you know, it replaced... No, would have given him more Yeah, it replaced the Lannisters with, you know, the Tyrells and him. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think he thought he was sitting on the throne. I don't think he ever didn't think about sitting on the throne. Though That's my thing. It's like, you don't mm-hmm. come up with that one day suddenly like, Oh, I'm just going to take over. I think it's always in the back of his mind that, you know, he could eventually get control and, you know, he knows he's in line for the yeah, throne. But I mean, it's, you know, I mean, even thrown out the kids, he's still number four, you know, number three or I guess two. Yeah. But he, he immediately jumps Stannis. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I think wait, why is he going? It. Yeah. Why is he thinking that though? Like what would, no. I don't. I don't know. Uh, he's very popular, for starters. He's a very popular person. Things. Yeah, and and you know, I think it's just like anyone who gets that close to power that has any sort of ambition, they just kind of start. They can. I can do this job way yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who's been a boss, I know how Stannis feels. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 all right let's see we got ned um 
So he's cranky and tired, and he's getting a bit snappy with the council, and he suggests that they finish it up for another day. Um, before we get to the part with the post-meeting, we get a glimpse into his final weeks uh, as he remembers his traveling back to King's Landing. Um, basically, the Starks traveled ahead of the main contingent with the king, keeping a distance. They thought that would be for best. And then Sansa, um, she was very distraught over Lady, of course, and she blames Arya for it. Arya is also sullen, um, especially once she finds out about Micah. And Robert, the whole time, apparently spent all his days drunk in the wheelhouse as they traveled back. Uh, <laughs> it just made feel- me wonder, did Robert come up with this dumb tourney of the hand idea as, as like some sort of apology? Like- yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure he's always looking for an excuse to have a party, but is that part of it? You know, you might be onto something. It's kind Does of like... just misunderstand Ned that's that much that he would think this is something Ned would be happy about? <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, yeah. It seems like that... How else would... You know, how does Robert show his love? Like, it seems... It feels like he's someone, like, a grand gesture kind of person, right? Oh God, you're so right. Yes, he so, is. Like, this is he his does not gesture to, to Ned. He does not speak Ned's love language. <laughs> I don't know what Ned's. I mean, Ned. I, I don't know. Acts of service. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, I mean for <laughs> sure. That could be a fun podcast topic. Yeah. <laughs> Figuring out everybody's love yeah. languages. That would be fun. <laughs> okay, Valentine's episode. <laughs> Until oh, now. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I just thought it was kind of a nice little glimpse of uh, kind of, I feel I feel so bad for Ned. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, just see, so, you know, I, I have to say, like, I'm not always the biggest Ned fan, but I did enjoy his orneriness in this chapter. Like, I kind of was down with that, which is, you know, not normally how I feel about Ned. But I'm like, yeah, you know, I feel you, Ned. I, I feel your pain. I hear you. He's just getting it from all sides, yeah. especially like I mean, working from home. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit like Ned right now. <laughs> we all we all feel a little bit like Ned in this chapter, I think. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. Littlefinger catches Ned um, in a corridor, telling him that he's heading the wrong way. And as Littlefinger leads him in a different direction, he tells him, "This is not my way to my chambers." And Littlefinger is like, well, that's because Catelyn awaits for you. Uh, Ned reluctantly follows Littlefinger. <laughs> I forgot about this. At one point, they're like scaling a cliff. Yeah, this where Tyrion kind of went down too after Jamie rescued him. I mean, it's all the same areas underneath the keep, I think. I don't know. There's just like a warren of tunnels, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they yeah, scale down the cliff. Just seems so fucking unnecessary. Right? <laughs> it is. There had to have been another way. Well, and like it's daylight. Nobody's going to see them scaling this cliff. It's kind of oh, dumb. Oh and there was this little exchange there where, you know, Ned's like, we're outside the castle and you're a hard man to fool, Stark, Littlefinger said with a smirk. Was it the sun that gave it away or the sky? And there's like all of these little bits in the chapter like that. Like Littlefinger is such an overt asshole. This yeah. whole chapter, yeah. like just so over the top. It almost felt like, yes, yes, George, we get it. We're supposed to hate this guy. (laughs) But except that we're not really, you know, like he doesn't want us to be like, oh, don't trust that little finger, you know, like 
he's still trying to fool us. So it's interesting that he starts. Well, yeah, because like this. If, if you noticed when Ned first went into the council chamber, it's like Varys is the one that he trusts the yeah. least, which is not a bad, a bad position to take. But it, it's just kind of telling you Ned is nervous about the wrong thing yeah. here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, he's worried about the wrong thing. Yeah. It was a good cut, though, to make in the show not to do this cliff. (laughs) Like, this and, like, you know, Tiri and the Acrobat. Those were, like, the good adaptation choices. (laughs) Yeah, give him a check where you can. (laughs) So, let's see. Um, Eventually, he's led to a brothel, and this just, like, really pisses Ned off. Uh, He pushes Littlefinger against the wall and points a knife to his chin. Um he is then truly befuddled with the appearance of Roderick Castle, who confirms that Catelyn waits inside. Um, they go to the third floor of the brothel, and then Ned is reunited with his wife. Um, Ned learns about Bran, that he's alive, but that he was attacked. And then he notices the injuries on Cat's hands. And she recounts everything with the dagger, um, including how Summer had been the one that saved them. And then this really bums Ned out because he thinks about John and his words about the wolves and how they were meant for his children. And then that makes Ned wonder, you know, like, what folly has he has he committed? Yes, Ned. What folly have you committed? <laughs> oh, see, Um Though, so the dagger is Tyrion's, and then Ned wonders why he would have attacked Bran. Littlefinger tells him that, you know, the imp would never have acted alone. And then Ned wonders about the queen. Maybe even Robert could have been behind it. And then he quickly dismisses that thought. No, no, he, he doesn't allow his mind to go there. And uh, Littlefinger advises him to forget about it. Ned calls him a fool. Littlefinger says he finds the Starks tiresome. Um, and he's only there because of Kat. She tells Ned that she's let Littlefinger know of their suspicions concerning John Aaron's death and how he's promised to help find the truth. Ned doesn't much care for that, and he asks about Varys and what he knows. Catelyn is convinced that Varys practices the dark arts, um, as he has a way of knowing information that he absolutely should not. Littlefinger tells Cat to worry about the Lannisters. He is not so concerned about Varys. Uh, see. Yeah, Ned. here's Littlefinger like circling them back. Hey, yeah, you guys need to go to war with the Lannisters. Could you just go to war with the Lannisters, please? Yeah, a couple of times he pivots them yeah. back that way, doesn't he? <laughs> <clears throat> see, Ned tells Cat she should return to Winterfell to protect their boys. Um, she protests a little bit, hoping to have be able to see her daughters and Littlefinger says that he thinks it unwise and Ned agrees. And then I just pulled a bit of a selection from this chapter. As you say, my Lord, Catelyn lifted her face and Ned kissed her. Her maimed fingers clutched against his back with a desperate strength as if to hold him safe forever in the shelter of her arms. Would the Lord and Lady like the use of a bedchamber? Asks Littlefinger. I should warn you, Stark. We usually charge for that sort of thing around here. A moment alone. That's all I ask, Catelyn said. Very well. Littlefinger strolled to the door. Don't be too long. It is past time the Hand and I return to the castle before our absence is noticed. Catelyn went to him and took his hands in her own. I will not forget the help you gave me, Peter. 
When your men came for me, I did not know whether you were taking me to a friend or an enemy. I have found you most more than a friend. I have found a brother I thought lost. Peter Baelish smiled. I am desperately sentimental, sweet lady. Best not tell anyone. I have spent years convincing the court that I am wicked and cruel, and I should hate to see all that hard work go for naught. Ned believed not a word of that, but he kept his voice polite as he said, You have my thanks as well, Lord Baelish. Oh, there's a treasure, little finger said, exiting. Oh, I just, mm. like, does it really, not specific to this passage, but it really bothers me that Kat didn't see the girls. Like, she's all the way there. She doesn't know when she's ever going to see them again. And, I mean, she has the perfect cover story. Oh, I, you know, I sailed with news of, um, you know, I sailed with news of Bran. That's true. Yeah. You know, no one would question that at all. And to, like, go all this way and then not see her daughters who have been through, as we, you know, as we get more involved in in the next chapter, this really traumatic, you know, this horribly traumatic journey. And then to just not see them, I think is just, like, so unrealistic yeah. and, like, so awful. Yeah. For them not even to have more time. Like, even, like, I mean, beyond that, I mean, this is smaller by comparison, but for Ned and... Catelyn to have more time with each other to have like little finger being like oh yeah don't be too long we have to hurry back yeah, like what's the again I, I just don't see there unless I'm missing something I just don't really see there being some huge danger to cat being discovered there yeah given you know well given and their if you keep if you keep prying at this you can go why did Kat have to go? Right. Why is she even yeah, there? I know. Because, it, yeah, you know, exactly. we talk about this with the Game of Thrones a lot. That He kind of, uh, George wasn't as. Um, it's for the drama. Thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he was not as thoughtful with motivation for some actions in a Game of Thrones as he is in later books. Let's put it yeah. that way. And her going to King's Landing for this seriously. <laughs> 20 minute meeting is one of the dumber things that he came up with. <laughs> like, I mean, he could have just had her going to, you know, she could have been going to river run, you know, it could have been that they got word of, you know, I, whatever. She could have gone to a lot of different places that would have put her in. I mean, her husband that. and her daughters are in King's landing. It right. wouldn't be like crazy bizarre for yeah, her to and go. He's ahead of the king. Right. Did yes. they, they expect so, like, her yeah. to never, she can be there. It, she, she can be yeah. there. <laughs> That's exactly it. She can fucking be there. I mean, like, it's not like it's not like if it had been the Lannisters who sent this or, you know, whatever conspiracy Ned and Kat are convinced of right now about who sent this cat's paw. I mean, like, it's not as though whoever it was wouldn't know that she would send word to Ned that it had happened. So, I mean, you know, what are what are you gaining by trying to keep this a secret? I I don't know. That Littlefinger wants, you know, doesn't want the two of them together because that would be like one brain cell among them as opposed to none. So, I mean, it would hurt (laughs) his plans more to have Kat there because, you know, it's hard to Ned would not have been. I mean, Ned would have been much more difficult to manipulate, essentially, with Kat there. Yeah. But I mean, she yeah. could have stayed for like an hour, or like another day. Yeah, you know? like it's not. A oh yeah, day no, this is at the very but, yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, this is dumb. Uh, <laughs> I'll be really frank. It, a lot of it is dumb. Clearly, George had it in his head that Catelyn was going to run into Tyrion, Tyrion on the road. You know, I mean, he, he had he had plot that he wanted to yeah. do, and this is. And I mean, when you let plot when you let plot kind of control character actions, this is the kind of shit that you get where you're like, why is this even happening? 
Because I don't think this is meant yeah. to indicate that Catelyn or Ned are are particularly stupid, no. but it is a really weird, dumb decision. And, you know, seeing the next, cha- you know, seeing Arya's chapter after this too, you kind of think like, actually, like what most parents probably would have done is send Arya home with Cat. I mean, you want to, you know, the girls are not getting along. Arya's had this horrible, you know, this pretty traumatic experience. She's obviously, you know, she's not doing well. Exactly. You might send her home. I yeah. mean, isn't that the first thing you do if you think it's already you thought, incredibly terrible? Yeah. I mean, send them this, both back. Why even keep well, Sand? I mean, well, maybe that would raise too much suspicion. Well, plus yeah. she's betrothed to Joffrey still, so. Right, right. But you could make up an excuse because their brother's super sick and dying yeah. or something. Like, there's literally a thousand That's reasons true. that they could get those kids out of there. If you thought that the Lannisters were plotting against Robert and you knew that you were going to try to protect Robert, why would you keep your kids in the middle of exactly. it? Yeah. Exactly. You wouldn't. No parent would keep their kids in that city. And what do, like, what's Peter's rush to get back to the castle? Like, is he's the hand of the king. Like, Ned's the hand of the king. He can be out doing whatever he's doing. Yep. He's like, just trying to be, talk, like, talk. That's all. You just don't want them to fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> like, you just don't want that to happen. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. He's petty. He's a petty bitch. <laughs> See. In his mind, it's only happened the what four times? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> once per kid. Yeah, one per kid. Is that right? It's like yeah. what you imagine for with five. your own parents. Whatever. <laughs> well, I guess they did it four times. <laughs> Crap, mine did it five. No, wait. Okay, wait. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, after Littlefinger departs, Ned gives Catelyn orders to have. All their houses that he knows are loyal to them to prepare for war. That's Tall Heart, Glover, Manderly. Um, Theon should also be kept, um, should be watched as they may need his father's fleet should it come to that. Catelyn looks fright- frightened at the thought of war and Ned promises her that, you know, it won't come to that, but they must find proof that the Lannisters murdered John Aaron. And then Catelyn asks, what then? And then just to end the chapter. That was the most dangerous part Ned knew. All justice flows from the king, he told her. When I know the truth, I must go to Robert and pray that he is the man I think he is. He finished silently. And not the man I fear he has become. That brings us to the end. I mean, honestly, if Robert went to Tywin and said, Hey, Tywin, I'm pretty much done with your daughter. But I'm not going to kill her, but I want to get rid of her. But in the but as part of the package, I'm also going to get rid of your son and kick him out of the King's Guard. Cool with that? <laughs> Tywin might be, you know, meh. I mean, I don't. There's a shot at a reasonable solution. No. No. It would be war. Tywin is Probably, too but I, you know, proud. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, I don't even care. I don't even care about hypotheticals. Just like what? <laughs> but that's all we got now, Chicky. Oh, that brings us to the end of the chapter. Um, we got we email. Do. We have um, a question from one to Trish. Uh, was it smart for Ned and Cat to up and take the family with them to King's Landing, um, except for Bran and Rickon? Who would have been better off if they were left in Winterfell? I mean, Arya, I would say. For sure. Oh, I mean, they, we just kind of 
all of them (laughs) i mean you know what i mean if he wasn't if he hadn't fallen i mean given you know brand's kind of ambitions you know you kind of can see where it made sense to have i guess it made sense to bring brand and aria north or south if you were like angling for some marriages for them that wouldn't have been in the north but it's also like you're the starks in the north like you could marry brand to the richest you know he would be a good match for like the richest daughter of any of your bannermen, like, you know, the Manderly girls or whoever, like there's no, there's no reason for them at this point to seek, you know, Ned certainly doesn't have any Southern ambitions. So like, there's no need for him to seek Southern marriages for his kids, which is really like the only reason to bring the kids. I mean, I can get like logically why they would have picked the daughters. Um, well, Sansa because of the Joffrey thing, but than Arya because you know as we'll see in the next Arya chapter you know they're they are working on getting her to be a proper lady and maybe they are figuring pulling her out of Winterfell element would help with that kind of force her into the situation yeah they should know Arya by now she should have been left at home yeah (laughs) Uh, we have another question from oh go ahead sorry I was going to say, didn't Kat at the time that they made the decision, though, say something about wanting them to become friends with, like, Tommen and Marcella? Isn't that part of the reason they picked the three they picked? Oh, because they're all of an age. Arya and Sansa, yeah. It's politics, right? That's why you send your daughters to court. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we have a a question from No Mr. Bondi. Why Why do they always have rushes on the floor? What is the purpose? The floors in the Red Keep aren't dirt, and it must be a right pain to have to wade through rushes everywhere you go, especially in a dress. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is always my thing with rushes, because I'm always like, was it some insulation as well as easier to clean? Is that what like the deal was? I don't know. I don't know. I took some medieval history classes, but it's been so long I don't even fucking remember. Maybe like, like this. didn't Tywin bring his horse in once? <laughs> well, I mean, they probably fucking do that, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't it be easier to clean it up if I guess no, not on the carpet. You know, you'd want like hardwoods. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I mean, I know, I know the rushes were supposed to be easier to clean. Like that was the concept that they could clean them out. But I'm they like, were they also? Away. Yeah, it would throw them out. But were they also insulating as well? I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe it's because people slept on the floors, too, like in castles. Maybe. Like, who wants to sleep on, like, hard stone? But, like, again, why the Red Keep with rushes? I don't think people are sleeping in the Red Keep, right? Maybe. Who knows? Like, I can see, like, some of these feasts Robert has, probably. (laughs) Huh. You just picture yourself getting to the party. Like, this is my spot tonight, (laughs) just so you all know. (laughs) And putting my abnormally large mug here and <laughs> put your backpack down. That's where my stuff's going. This is where I'm sleeping tonight. Uh, we have a final question from Kama who says, uh, hi gang. Since I expect we're all going to be in this pandemic for a while, naturally my brain turns to a song of ice and fire. Imagine it's a mod AU who would be compliant with lockdown. Who would be socially distancing? Who would be planning COVID-19 parties? Who would be obsessed with the news? Love all you dorks. Stay safe. 
Oh God. I mean, I, I figure I feel all the small council members would be compliant with lockdown. That the ones that we were introduced to in this chapter. No, Renly would be having COVID nineteen parties. You know, he Renly would. is having parties. <laughs> Renly. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. Littlefinger Orgy. is astroturfing organizations to protest against lockdowns. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's the dude who registered all of the um he registered all of the URLs for, you know, all the domains. Yeah, all the domain yeah. names. That's him. I feel like Jamie and Brienne are definitely in this in this AU, they're like ICU surgeons and stuff. Like they're they're essential workers that are going to work. Hmm. I think Varys would definitely be obsessed with the news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pycelle okay. would be obsessed with the news. Like, the North would be extremely compliant. Um, you know, the Vale would be, like, super compliant, I feel like. The Riverlands, just because they're a disaster in every version of the story, they're, they'd probably be a, fr- a flippin' disaster. <laughs> the Riverlands would be as... Dead as they are like now. Like the Florida. Pretty much. <laughs> like it would be pretty big. Yeah, Florida was this. That's exactly what it would be. <laughs> they're at the beach. They're doing yeah. what the fuck We're ever. The Riverlands, the they Florida. Are. From a, just from a shithole yeah. perspective, let's say. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Florida. In, in this particular, in this particular age. Yeah. And I think, you know, who's the best king in this? I mean, Joffrey and Cersei are obviously like, they're what we have. So this is our our yeah. EU is with you know Joffrey and Cersei as our as our king. Who's Robert like Boris Johnson? I don't. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like Robert wouldn't take it seriously because it's just like you know an invisible like a virus isn't something. Although he's been at war. Robert would be the herd immunity guy. Well, except that Robert's been at war. Well, Robert is with Brindley in his orgies. Be, you know. Yeah, he's at the red party. <laughs> he might be. Or, but I mean, he might just be like super, you know, he might just be like riding it out at home, like with a bunch of ladies, super drunk and like happy. Yeah, he'd still be doing like Tinder and getting women to join yeah. him like, at his house. <laughs> you know, it's like he very well might be. Stannis would be, you know, executing people that broke quarantine oh, and my goodness. stuff. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Man. I don't know that they're. I, I feel like when I when we talk about this, it's like, well, they are slightly. It's weird. One of those situations where you feel like, well, I think Westeros might be better off than we are. <laughs> well, they deal with like COVID like on a yearly basis, probably multiple times a well, year. Well, you think about you know this reality that you're not reality, but this like scenario that George is prepping for wins with grayscale. So I mean, do you have a grayscale epidemic in Westeros with Cersei as queen? I mean, every illness they Probably. have is an epidemic, is it not? Like, they don't... yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, I, I just envision him like fe- maybe he's like furiously rewriting wins to make Cersei live longer so that she can be dealing or not dealing, as the case may be, with grayscale. <laughs> so, like Trump. Yeah. Like... Oh, I don't want that. Resist that urge, George. Yeah, just just keep writing. <laughs> Please don't. You know, write that tourney in the veil, George. Do that. <laughs> so that's all the questions right. we have for this chapter. Yeah, those are yeah. fun. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, so if you'd like to send us messages, you can at close the door and at gmail.com. You can reach us at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. You can follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Please consider supporting this podcast on Patreon if you can. 
Um, if you can't do that, you can like, subscribe, and review. And uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you. That's going to be it. Closing the door. Get out. <laughs>